and codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Welcome to Wreck It Out with Priority One, and now your hosts. Joining us today is Pat Arthur. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Pat. What exactly is it that you do? Well, I book a lot of talent into autograph shows mm -hmm. all over the U.S. and internationally. And uh, some of them I go a little further and I do other things like websites and travel and all kinds of things like that. Okay, um, so you are an agent. It is. It is. A, it's not a publicist, or but it, a, an agent. I'm not a publicist. Okay. No, a regular agent, or, or what they call a theatrical agent, has a license. Meaning, in order to negotiate a contract, say for a TV show, you know, or a movie, he has to be licensed to mm -hmm. do that. I don't need a license because you have a license to be in front of the camera, but when you're behind the camera, you don't need a license. Okay. So I do all the personal appearances all over, and I also do contracts, and I negotiate from that end. So that's kind of the difference between that. Okay. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of clients you have? Oh, sure. I have contact with most of the main cast members of all the Star Trek franchises. Okay. I have Stargate, Stargate 1, Stargate Atlantis, a few of those, Stargate Universe, and then, of course, I have some of the TV shows like Warehouse 13, yeah. Fringe. And then, you know, some of us agents get together and we sort of help each other, you know. Well, you're going to this one? Okay, okay. Well, I got this one going over there, so I'll get in touch and we'll get him in there. So we kind of work off each other. So sometimes it works out well. Wonderful. Very well. Now, we met this year at the 2012 Star Trek Las Vegas convention, and it was at uh, Bob Picardo's uh, Habitat for Humanity benefit auction. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Were you there for other reasons other than for the awesome Star Trek convention? But uh, what else brought you to Vegas? Well, I actually live in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay. So that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I had booked Bob into creation conventions there in Las Vegas, and uh, that's one of the biggest ones in the United States. And he goes every year. reason why he wants to go every year is because he also does the, the auction which is very big for Habitat for Humanity. And we, we usually get a really pretty good turnout. I mean, you were there this year. I mean, it was a little bit awesome because we lost, uh, we lost power. We lost everything. That was, know? that was interesting. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that, was, that interesting? It was, it was different. It was that mini monsoon came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden we have no power and the alien space comic is <laughs> performing. <laughs> To the light of smartphones. Exactly. And that, yeah, fun. that was interesting. But it was also the best part about it is, is that when Bob was auctioning off the stuff they use on their starship, all of a sudden the lights came on. Oh, yes. It was dilithium crystals. Dilithium crystals. Yes, correct. Yes. That yes. was, that was awesome right there. Signed know? by, J was it signed by James Duhon? Is that what it, it was? It, well, his son. His son. Actually. There we go. That's what yeah. it was. Okay. And I think that was like, that, that took the cake for the night. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know? 
<laughs> anyway, the, the lights came back on and we started again because we were going to really quit. You know, it was getting a little bit hot. Yeah, yeah. 110 outside and we weren't doing too good on the inside. So <laughs> it was my first time to Las Vegas and I'll never, you know, anybody that ever tells me again, oh, it's a dry heat. I will have to argue with them that heat is heat. <laughs> well, it gets pretty hot here. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> but it was a fun time. That was a new venue that I had picked. I've been trying to get one particular venue to do it at, but it just seems hard to do, you know, because we need, we need a stage. We need lighting. We need music. We need to be able to have a mic. We need to have a little talent. And, you know, some of the places in Las Vegas just doesn't provide all of that at once. And I, I am sure look, uh, distance from the hotel. I mean, is it, uh, is it difficult to work with the hotel to try to do something like that? The problem with the hotels, I had it one time at Stations Casinos at Palace Station there on Sahara. In order for you to get the room, you got to buy their catering. So you got to pay for all the catering, how many people you got to have at least anywhere from 50 to 100 people there. And this is how they do it. It's like one hand washes the other with the casino. Right, right, right. Where if you do it in an environment like we had, you know, which actually provided really everything. It's just a much better, much better way to do it. So maybe we'll stay at this, but we have to make sure it doesn't rain anymore. <laughs> yeah, backup generators in the least, and, and backup generators that work. That's yeah. that's another thing. Yep. Now you mentioned earlier in the little pre-show discussion that you're working with a client with Doctor Who. Can you or has strong connections? Let's just say to yes, uh, I, the Doctor Who it, franchise. Actually, I was in the UK uh, this past year, and uh, I'm myself a very avid Doctor Who fan. When I heard that all the doctors were going to be there, like I was like in seventh heaven. I said, oh, I'm going to meet all the doctors. This is great. <laughs> you know, because I had taken most of the cast of Voyager to this particular show and the event. And also who was there was John Barrowman, who was the star of Torchwood, which is a Doctor Who spinoff, which is very, very popular. Not only here in the United States, but also in the UK. In fact, they had, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, they did the show on uh, BBC America. Um, I think that's pretty good too. Anyhow, I went there, I met all the doctors, and I wound up signing them all up (laughs) to become their agent in, in the United States. But the one particular one that I really was drawn to was Sylvester McCoy. And the reason being because I had just found out that he had a part in The Hobbit. So I said, oh, this this would be wonderful. You know, The Hobbit's about going to come out in December. It's probably going to be huge. And I'm sure the promoters in the United States would love to have him. I signed him up and I've been working with him ever since. And that was April of this past year. And I've got a bunch of shows coming up for him in 2013. And he's a really nice man. And it works out great. Worked out great. I also took John Barrowman to Dragon Con. How was that? That was like a little overwhelming because I have to tell you, I hadn't realized how very popular that man was. And it was quite, quite, quite very long lines. Let's put it like that. And he did very well. And he's also a great guy. Now, I want to take a step back a moment and ask you a little bit about what made you decide to be an agent? What made you decide to go into this this career, this path? 
Well, it's a number of stories like kind of put together. It actually started off with my husband, who now is deceased, or has been deceased for quite a many years, was a very avid Star Trek fan. And actually, his favorite, favorite all character was Bob Picardo. And Bob was good enough to contact him and talk to him just before he died. It was about two months. And he had a conversation with him. It lasted about 45 minutes or so. He was all excited. You know, that was the best thing that ever happened to him. And I thought that that was one of the most greatest things that Bob could have done. And with that, I went to a another a convention here and and I met with a woman called Arlene Martell. We got to talking and you know sometimes when you meet up with someone you know them forever or you feel like you've known them forever. And she tells me, you know what, you'd make a great agent. And me, of course, had no clue what that was. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said, okay. Well, what do you think? You know, and she says, well, here's a card. Here's the man that I want you to get in touch with. So I did. And, and long story short was that he introduced me to a man called Bob May. Now, Bob May was on Lost in Space. Oh, okay. He was, he was inside the robot. He was the guy inside the robot. Anyhow, we became very close friends. I became very close friends with his family, with his wife, Judy, and his daughter, Deb. He became like, sort of like my second dad. And he taught me everything there was to know or what he knew of show business. And from that point, I met the guy that I was going to work for. And he wanted me to get someone. And the only person that I could think of was Bob Picardo. Okay. So I had to find out, you know, how was I going to contact him? Was I going to go to his agent? Was I going to do this? You know, so what I did was I put in his name into Google to see if I could see what else he, he did, you know, something on the side, you know, where I could actually be there, meet him and then be able to talk to him without going through all the red tape. Right. So that's what I did. And I came up with a lunch that was with him and Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, nice. We went to lunch and <laughs> me being at that point in my life, I was working on uh, websites. I was building them and I was doing everything with them. And instead of going after Bob to come to the show, <laughs> which was what I was there for, yeah. I went after him and jumped down his throat about his website. All right. So I went from one extreme to another. Anyhow, um, I had him backing up in his chair because I was, I'm very aggressive. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, I'll contact you. And he gave me his name and his number and all that stuff on a card. And he says, um, I'll contact you. I said, okay. You know, well, that never happened. Hmm. That never happened. And I had to again see him at another convention. But anyhow, Long story short was, is that I wound up doing his website, which took years. Hmm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I now do his website. I do all his travel. I do just about everything for him. Okay. And um, we become very good friends and it's, it's just works out, works out well. And he introduced me to a lot of his friends who then became my clients. Right, right, right. Well, that's exciting. And, and so you were doing websites before this and then, or were you? Yes. Um, well, 
before my husband died, I was in banking. I was in banking for, oh, I don't know, 15, 17 years. And, and then when he got sick, I took off and tried to take care of him as much as I could. And I did. And, and after then, when he passed away, I had, I just couldn't bring myself to go back to work. And I had set myself up very well to retire. So what I did was I took in what you would call an early retirement. Uh-huh from everything. And that's what I did. Now I wound up then doing websites, designing and all that. And then from that, I now do my business and that's taken up most of my 24 seven. So. But you love it, right? And that's the, that's the Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love the people that I meet. I, I love the places that I go. I mean, it, it's really great. It's that's really great. great. That's great. I know there are a lot of listeners out there that most certainly envy you. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's because, you know, they're, they have to remember one thing that I was once on the other side of the table. Right. Now I'm on the other side of the table, if right. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's usually the way it is. It starts. And I found myself sort of getting tongue tied and numbed up when I seen a couple of people that I was was mad about, you know what I mean? Yeah. And had different star struck stars. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Star struck. I became star struck. I just stood there. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's, it's all not just easy. Yeah. You know, you got it. You got to be able to go up to them, to talk to them, to, to keep their attention and, and explain to them exactly what you want and what you would hope that you could help them with. I never know what to say. I walk up for an autograph and I'm like, I, uh, hi, and that's it. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> I used to do the same thing, so, so I don't feel bad. I remember one time I was on, this was, this is going back a little ways. I was online for Kate Mulgrew oh. and it was like 300 miles long for yeah. what I look like. You know, <laughs> she was first time I think she was in at a convention and I was online waiting when I, and she was like signing with both hands. Wow. Because it was so many people that were there and she was like, I guess she's ambidextrous yeah. and she was just signing with both hands. When I finally got up and they were just sliding the photos over to her and she just signed it. She was, she would never look up because she couldn't. She was so engrossed in what she was doing. Right. So they were telling her, okay, that one goes to this person. That one goes to that person. Jeez. So when I finally got up there and my photo was slid under her, I just wasn't going to just stand there and let her just sign my photo. I wanted to actually say, hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. So before I left, believe me when I tell you, I got her attention. I said, hello, hello. <laughs> you know, and she, she looked up, she says, Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm not paying attention. And she got up then. Oh, wow. She shook my hand and she says, what's your name? And this and that. But if I was to see her today, she would never remember that. <laughs> That's how I was with Patrick Stewart's autograph. I didn't get to say a word. I was just so stunned. Actually, I have a picture with him that I, I look like a deer in headlights because I just didn't know what to say. I was I, I speechless, you know. Really? Uh, the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, at Vegas, I had I got his autograph at my first Star Trek convention uh, in Secaucus, New Jersey. And that's when I had the autograph. And then, and that was the start of my TNG TV guide autograph, the, the black and white. And I, st- I was like, I'm going to get them all to sign it. 
Right. And uh, that was a start. That was about four or five years ago. And when I, and again, like just like you described, it was just it was a, the longest line of people, and and you were just another number. And I couldn't say anything. He, you know, he had his head down, and I got up to him. I was like, "I, sir, I, thank you." And that was it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I really love those people because I, I now get the biggest charge out of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, they come up and their hands are shaking. They're shaking. <laughs> they don't know what to say. And I say, "Are you okay?" Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> you know. And and the women are just they're just hilarious. I just think they're hilarious when they come up to like Bob's table. And they say, "Hi, I'm so <laughs> glad to meet you." And their their voice is shaking and they're shaking and I'm like laughing my, you know, just Yeah, laughing. yeah. I bet. Fortunately, and, uh, fortunately priority one has given me a little bit more courage, I suppose, doing this podcast. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's there's that first bit of nerves. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that are envious that, you know, fortunately, you have the opportunity of, of working. Do you have any advice for somebody that wants to kind of go into that field or advice for a fan that just wants to say something to some, you know, to one of their favorite actors? Well, just be bold. Yeah. You know, be bold and, and take a deep breath before you walk up to the table and then just let it all out when you get there because you get that one time and you never know if you're going to get another time. So take advantage of that time, you know, and say, hello, how are you? I'm so glad to meet you and this and that. And, you know, make sure that you say all what you want to say to them. And if you want to ask them a question, ask them a question, you know, I know some people are so attentive, you know, because of the fact that other people are waiting, but you know what? This is your time. Yeah, your time. Five seconds. Right. Step up. Step up and say what you want to them. And, you know, you got the floor. And they're there and they're listening and they'll answer. <laughs> so that's the best advice that I can give them to just do your thing. Get up there and you want to scream and holler and tell them you love them and you can't live without them. Just do it. It's your one time only. So you've been to a number of different promotional events and, and conventions. Do you have any specific moments that stand out other, for instance, than the lights going <laughs> on in Vegas? Oh, you mean as far as silly stuff? Yeah, or? silly anything. Oh, anything. silly stuff. Oh, well, there's all kinds of things that happen at a convention. How about crazy fans? Have you had an, how about oh, we start crazy there? fans? How about we start best. there? Well, I think the craziest one that I've met, to me, this was totally hilarious, but it was a couple of years back and we were at the Star Trek convention here in Las Vegas. And of course, it, I, it was with Bob and this one woman comes up to the table with this, the huge standee, you know, the big standee posters they have of oh, all yeah. the Star Trek characters. It's <laughs> huge. It's bigger than they are. Right. You know. So she had this under her arm and she came up to the table and she asked him, would he sign it? And he said, sure, absolutely. She comes behind the table and he signs and she asks him to take a picture. So she took a picture with it and it, it all went, all went well. And she said to him, well, I'm so glad that, you know, you did this for me. I want you to have it. He, she says, I want you to keep it. So he says, oh, well, oh, okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just stand it behind me or something, you know? So 
she leaves, you know, and I found out later that she was a vendor. I didn't even know that, you know, she had came up to the table and she wanted her time. And that was her way of getting her time with him. So <laughs> after that, you know, with all, all the women were just coming up to the table and he's telling them, you know, do you want to take a picture with me and me? <laughs> and they all say, oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. So for the next two hours after that, I mean, um, it became a craziness because they all wanted the pictures with the poster. Right, right. I just shook my head <laughs> <laughs> because this was, it was so outrageous. It was just a poster. Right, right. But after that, it was like a dozen million women just came out of nowhere and decided mm. that they needed their picture taken with a poster that was cardboard and with him on the other side of it. So that's a way to get some attention, though, that's for sure. Uh, well, he definitely got attention. Yeah. So now, uh, with Sylvester McCoy now coming out in The Hobbit, you mentioned that he's going to be really busy in, in, in the United States come the new year. What kind of venues, what kind of venues do you have lined up? Well, I got about three of them lined up at the beginning and there's more coming in every day. Is there like just, any specific website that people can look uh, up? The website, you know, are just, you know, where he's going to be. Okay. Um, he's going to be at Gallifrey One, okay. which is L at the LAX Marriott. He's going to be at Mysticon, which is in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, he's going to be at Alcon, which is in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And then I have proposals waiting because right now, you know, they're, they're having the royal premiere in London for the Hobbit for the opening for tomorrow. And he is busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. In fact, they were, I was watching it late last night. They were streaming it live and he's not ready to look at uh, proposals yet because he has to get past this first. Right. But, um, yeah, I got, I got some waiting as soon as he's ready. He just messaged me this morning that just to give him a little extra time because he's just busy with this, with the premieres. Right. So, yeah. And, and for our Star Trek fans, is, is there any place that they should uh, keep their eye out for our beloved Star Trek cast? Anybody coming up at uh, any conventions or promotions? Well, we have one coming up in February, which is Grand Slam. That's oh. Creation, which yeah. is in Burbank. And Bob will be there and a couple of other people. There's, you know, just go to creationentertainment.com and look it up for upcoming events. And then, you know, I've, I've got a lot of stuff for Bob to do next year. Mm -hmm. A lot of MC work he's going to be doing for Rhode Island, Houston. He's going to Argentina. He's going to a lot of places that I've got him hooked up and ready to go. It's all coming together. It usually happens, usually either before Christmas or after the New Year, and then it is the, it all just comes pouring in. Then, right, right. To go back again for people that want to kind of move into this industry of representing talent and working as their agent, do you have any advice? Any place that people can start tricks of the trade? I don't know. Um, I don't have any tricks of the trade. I mean, it was a solid forward type of thing for me. It's just. Getting the one that you want and getting to the point past being a fan because you cannot represent them and be a fan at the same time and be able to get past that point. So you have to leave the fan part behind and just act like they're just another person like me or you. If you can get beyond that, then, of course, you'll be able to talk to them 
and you'll be able to say, listen, I'm going to help you to get more shows and this and that. And, and some of them will tell you, listen, you know, bring me the shows and we'll see what happens. And some will say, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, loyal to this one or I have this agent. So it's a kind of a hit and miss and you just, you just can't give up. And it's not easy because you've got to have a way to talk to them that they're going to listen to you. Right. So, and you got to be able to talk to them without like mumbling your words and, or spitting at them. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. People have a tendency when they talk to you that happens and yeah. just things like that. That's about the best I can tell them. Does anybody have any outrageous demands when they go to a convention? Like I, I need unsalted peanuts from, yes. uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a person that, I don't name any names. It, yeah, of you know, course. Likes their place cleaned up with certain type of detergents, and okay. <laughs> I mean, you could, I could go on and on, but that would be me. That would be me. I'm the, oh, that, okay. I'm the clean freak. I am the clean. Is that freak. the clean freak? Okay. <laughs> Becomes a little bit of a hassle, you know. And then there's certain ones that want different things in their hotels, or they've got to be taken to different places or they need to be picked up by a certain type of car. Oh, really? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, there's just all kinds of idiosyncrasies mm -hmm. and insecurities that people have. So when you get into this business, that's what it's about. And you just had to, you got to just go with the flow, you know, and try to do the best you can. I to demand to be picked up by horse and chariot. Right. You know, with a horse that's white or something, you know, and it's the truth. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's the truth. I knew one that didn't want to get picked up by a cab, would only go in a limousine, you know. So, okay, well, you know, and then it's up to the promoter whether they're going to provide these things for these people, for the talent. Right. So you got to hope that they understand. But, you know, it all goes back to the promoter as saying, well, do I really want this person? So they have to make a decision too. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of big names out there that have to bring their wife, their children, their housekeeper. I mean, they got to bring everything. All right. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. And you can either say, sure, no problem. Or they can say, don't think so. But do you find that a majority of your clients enjoy going to these conventions or is it more like? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. They love it. Yeah. They love it. They love it. They love meeting with the fans and the fans enjoy them, of course. And But, you know, sometimes after a while, I mean, even I myself, you know, I hear them on stage and they go up there and they do these question and answer things and. And they keep getting asked the same question <laughs> over and over and over, which, which, I mean, after a while, the, you know, the talent has to say, oh, take me away. Right. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of them, most of all of them are troopers. They right. get up there and they answer that question, that same question for the past 20 years mm -hmm. <laughs> and they'll answer. So I got to give them, I give them all credit. And what about for you? Is there anything about your job that you have to kind of remind yourself, I do it because I love this? Well, yeah, because when things get tough, yeah. you got to be tough and you got to be able to sell and you got to sell. You're, you're in there to sell your client. 
to make the promoter say that that's the one I want. And no matter how, whatever it is, he's the one or she's the one that I want. And you do take a lot of blows. But other than that, I, it's wonderful. They're all great. I really don't have any problems with my talent. They're fun to be with. I love to be with them. And I think I would give them up for nothing. They're great, great people. Well, Pat, I think that wraps it up for tonight. I, I want to thank you so very much for sharing uh, your experiences with us. Uh, is there any other story that you like you're dying to get off your chest at some awesome, <laughs> some awesome event that happened and. No, I think I think I've covered everything. You know, I enjoy, like I said, going to these places. And to me, every every place I go is just a new experience. And I get to meet new people. Mm -hmm. And I always like to meet new people. And I always like the talents that are the most attentive to you. Mm -hmm. That's important, I think. And with that alone, it makes it better for the type of business that we're all, that this happens to be. So I enjoy it. I enjoy it and I love it. So again, is there anything else you'd like to help promote or push for our listeners? Yeah, right now I'd like to help uh, Sylvester McCoy push it out there because uh, he's one of the main cast members in The Hobbit. He plays the character of Radagast, the brown wizard. Although I can't roll my R's like he does, but he does it a lot better. Um, but I suggest all you all you fans out there go see The Hobbit because if it's anything like Lord of the Rings, you're going to enjoy it. Actually, I know that a number of our listeners are also Doctor Who fans, so I know that's very exciting for them. And absolutely right. And Sylvester McCoy is the seventh Doctor. So right. all you Whovians out there need to absolutely go to The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Not only that, and there's also in the first nine minutes of the JJ film. So, <laughs> oh, help. that's right. Yeah, you got yeah. it. You, you'll get Star Trek crossover to the Hobbit. Crossover Very to cool. the Hobbit, and with a connection to Doctor Who. And I mean, with, what better and way? Right. What better way of sci-fi fans have to go there and like jump up and down and scream yeah. and holler? Yeah. That's yeah. what they need to do. And again, I, I'm sure very many of our listeners are so envious that you get to do what you do. And then that not only that, but that you're the person that gets us the talent and the actors that we so much uh, enjoy. And you're that person. They're, they're the one responsible for it. So thank you so very much for your hard work and your talent and your ability to just keep doing it. Oh, thank you. No problem. I do what I can. <laughs> well, thank you again so very much for joining uh, for this episode of Trek It Out. And we'll have links in our show notes. So if anybody has any information, if there's a talent that needs an agent, right? Absolutely. They can contact me. It's <laughs> Webnet Productions and or just uh, go to Bob Cardo's website and contact me. You can get me there. Maybe Priority One one day will get so big that we need to, uh, we're going to need an agent. And now I know who to, I definitely know who to call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Give me a ring. <laughs> Thank you again so very much. Oh, sure. Anytime.
Transfer complete. 